The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. This episode of Squiz Shortcuts has got it all, money, corruption, power and celebrity. We're talking about 1MDB. 1MDB stands for One Malaysia Development Bearhard, which just means limited. And it's been in the news a lot and will continue to be. 1MDB is the name of the state fund set up by former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak when he was in office and has since been the subject of one of the biggest corruption scandals ever, really. Najib Razak is currently being trialled on dozens of counts of money laundering, corruption and abuse of power related to his oversight of 1MDB, all of which he denies. There's plenty to this story in this podcast. We're going to help you understand the background so that when we talk about it in the Squeeze Today podcast, you'll be able to nod along because you'll get the context. So we'll start by getting you across what 1MDB is who was involved, how the money this fund generated was spent and how the whole thing has gone down. Swiss Shortcuts is your shortcut to more than the headlines. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Big topic, this one, Claire, but one I'm sure you're quite excited about. As people who read the Squiz Today email or listen to our daily podcast will know, you have developed quite an interest in Malaysian politics. I love a bit of Malaysian politics. This is her specialty. <laughs> Let's get stuck in. I've explained in the intro that 1MDV stands for One Malaysia Development Bearheart or Limited. That was a fund set up by former Prime Minister Najib Razak. Important to note that he is the former PM. We'll get to that. What was its supposed purpose? So quite simply, it was a government-funded company that was established to drive strategic initiatives for long-term development. Uh, it was going to put money into things uh, through commercial partnerships and promoting foreign investments in projects like real estate, tourism, agribusiness and things like energy production. It was set up a decade ago by Najim Razak, as you said. He was also the chair of it. And even if their intentions were good, uh, as anyone who's done the company director's course will tell you, right from the get-go, there were real issues of governance and conflicts of interest right there. So to give the timeline, that fund that decade ago was 2009. That was the year he was first elected Prime Minister of Malaysia. He's obviously a key figure in all of this. Let's have a look at the years that followed 2009 when this fund was really at its height and the other people involved. Leaked documents detailing the apparent and extensive fraud of 1MDB show most of this occurred between 2009 and 2012, though it wasn't until 2015 that journalists really started to sense something just didn't seem quite right. What did they uncover? Reports uncovered what prosecutors are basically alleging now, which is that the fund was a scam right from the very beginning. They say that it was created by Najib and his associates as a way for senior officials and their well-connected friends to get access to billions of dollars. How they raised money were through things like government bonds. They also took loans from some of the big international investment banks like Goldman Sachs and Deutsche Bank, and we'll get to that a little mm, bit later. To, to come. But in total, it's thought during that time they raised about 12 billion US dollars. 
And the allegation is that somewhere between US $3.5 and $4.5 billion in those funds were then embezzled or or laundered into bank accounts in places like Switzerland, uh, the US and Singapore by then Prime Minister Najib, his wife, and their very close associates. A lot of money. One associate accused of being at the forefront of most of this was a young mid-30s or so well-connected man that goes by the name of Joe Lowe. Let's talk about Joe Lowe. Who is he and how did he become involved? So he's not a Malaysian pop star, as his name no. might suggest. <laughs> and he's not J-Lo. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame to this story. But he was a Malaysian businessman. He was brought in as a consultant to oversee 1MDB by the government of the day. And what he's accused of doing, however, is just basically funding a really lavish lifestyle using funds from that company. Because of the money involved, this lavish lifestyle, the party lifestyle of Joe Lowe, many high-profile celebrities have been attached to this case. Let's have a look at who they are and that at the same time will paint a picture on how the money was spent. Perhaps the most prominent Hollywood link is the producer of The Wolf of Wall Street. His name is Reza Aziz. He's the stepson of former Malaysian Prime Minister Najib Razak. It was alleged he used funds from 1MDB to fund the film, ironically a film about corruption for anyone who's seen it, (laughs) a case that has since been settled with his production company agreeing to pay back US $60 million. This isn't, as I said, the only celebrity link. I'll throw some names at you, Claire, and you can tell me how they fit in. Let's start with Miranda Kerr. So reports say that she was dating Joe Lowe after Mm -hmm. her marriage to Orlando Bloom ran into trouble. And as any good boyfriend should, who has funds available, he gave her allegedly $8 million in diamond jewellery and she's returned that to the Malaysian government. She's since returned that. Britney Spears? So she was paid $1 million US million by Joe Lowe to jump out of a birthday cake in Vegas in 2012, which sounds like a lot of fun. On his 31st birthday. Does it sound like fun? I reckon. Well, $1 million. I'd be up for that. Beyonce and Jay-Z. So Joe Lowe purchased their Central Park penthouse using funds from 1MDB. Uh, that's the allegation anyway. It was a penthouse owned by Jay-Z and Beyonce. He paid $30.5 US million. No suggestion any of these celebrities have done anything wrong, but they're certainly caught up in it. Finally, this one's not Hollywood, but it's certainly high profile. Goldman Sachs has been implicated in the scandal. Yeah, this was a big story in the States, particularly in the business pages last year. They were pursued not only by the Malaysian government, but also the US government for their conduct during that partnership. Basically, they were raising funds for 1MDB and, yeah, they came unstuck there. So with all this context, let's head back to Malaysia and look at how the public have viewed all of this. Last year, Malaysia held a general election and Prime Minister Najib Razak was defeated, assuming this scandal played a part. So this is where I get quite excited, really, because (laughs) the story of what happened in that election campaign last year in Malaysia really is quite something. Long story short, Mahathir Mohamed won that election. He is 93 years old this year. It's the second time that he's been Prime Minister. He was PM of Malaysia for a bit over 20 years, ending in the early noughties. So for his comeback, for context, it's kind of like John Howard 
running against the Liberals to become Prime Minister again 13 years from now. Could so happen. It's, it, it was just an incredible story. Never so, say never. Yeah, never say never. But what happened in that election campaign is Mahadia was running really as part of his platform of anti-corruption and, of course, they were hinting at that hundreds of millions of dollars mm. of 1MDB funds that Najib took basically, as we're now going through the process uh, from that government company. In short, really, that corruption thing was what voters were really thinking about at the time. Of course, as we've said, Najib does deny all of this and it's still gone to trial, but uh, that is certainly the accusation. Following the defeat in the middle of last year, Najib and his family tried to flee the country. Their properties were raided and he and his wife have both been charged with a number of offences. This is where we're up to now. Yeah, Najib is facing 21 charges of money laundering and four of abuse of power for receiving illegal transfers and that legal action is ongoing. Of course, as we've said, Najib denies all of this and it is in the Malaysian courts, hence why it will be coming up in the news and you'll be all across it. One of the things we do in each episode of Squish Shortcuts is give you a recommendation on some further reading, listening, watching. One thing we haven't talked about in the podcast yet in great detail is the spending habits of Najib Razak's wife. Yeah, they're the impressive. Form, they are impressive. <laughs> the former first lady, Rosmar Mansour. Included in your episode notes is an article by Andrew Hornery uh, of the Sydney Morning Herald. That's from last year and details one of her shopping sprees in Sydney and the fallout he received for writing about it. Really worth a read. Yeah. God. The one I've picked uh, goes into a bit more detail of all those connections of Joe Lowe. He is just mm. such an unusual character in all of this and, yeah, how he um, spent some money and made some very high-profile friends using that money from the Malaysian government is quite something. Where is he now? So he's facing charges in the US and they're looking for him. He's also wanted in Malaysia and Singapore. One article I've read says that he's hiding in China. Who knows? And that is your shortcut to 1MDB. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. If you're enjoying these shortcuts, please leave us a review. And as always, if you have an idea for a shortcut, don't hesitate to reach out to us at hello at thesqueeze.com.au. Until next time. <laughs>